0: Hello, welcome to today's episode of Juice the Numbers, your statistics and sports podcast. I'm your host, Joshua Tracy. And I'm Corbin Teller. And you're listening to the hottest sports show on the East Coast. Oh, anyway, it's yeah. Yeah, no, it is is hot takes, cold results over here as... uh, as nothing we ever say is right, but we're 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 talking about headlines today. Stats episode is Mondays, Thursdays. We're talking about what's just kind of going on in the world of sports. So we'll talk about some NFL, some uh, MLB, some NBA. Ooh, Ooh. Uh, and then maybe make a brief passing mention of the NHL, so it doesn't feel like they're completely forgotten here. Corwin, are you ready to get started? Yeah, I'm ready. Um, I guess let's start with with baseball because I. I think I have I guess, probably the least to say. Yeah. Um, yeah,
1: that's fine with me. I all accept right. your terms, sir. Uh, e-
0: excellent. So, for for starters, I will start off by saying, um, would you have, if I told you with the utmost confidence that Luke Voigt was going to be leading the American League in home runs, sorry, leading all of baseball in home runs uh, a month and a half into the season, would you think that was a serious point I was trying to make or a joking point?
1: So like if one of your bold predictions this year was, I think Luke Voigt is going to lead the MLB home runs going into like October, which would basically be the end of the season. So yeah, yeah, sure. Okay. Yeah, sure. Um, I don't know. I think I'd look at you and be like, shut the fuck up, Josh, get the fuck out of here. There's no way. Uh, part of me would also be like whatever um but god i don't i just don't know like i i really don't know how i'd feel about it because yes luke voigt has shown that he can do that kind of thing um but man i just i don't know i just don't know it's, yeah, I'll it, say sixty percent believable. That's what I'll say.
0: So he, here's what makes it makes it seem like such a head scratcher: is if I told you, hey, Luke Voigt's going to hit a bunch of home runs, you would go, yeah, of course he is. That's like why the Yankees got him. If I told you he led the league in home runs, you'd be like, ah, I don't know about that. Like, you know, no you got Trout game. there, you know, you got Judge there and Stanton there, even though they get hurt a lot. Like, you got you got. Uh, um Anthony Rendon in the AL now, and and no, no, it's just, it's just Luke Voigt leading the pack in home runs, and that, again, he, he hits a lot, like, that's not the surprising part, it's just the fact that no one's hitting more, because he's doing it better than he usually does, which is already very good, it's wild.
1: Yeah. If you told me two weeks ago, I would say what the fuck do you mean? It's not Fernando Tatis. Shut the fuck up and get out of here. And then I'd be sad.
0: What's more surprising that Luke Voigt is leading all of MLB in home runs or that Nelson Cruz is also like right there?
1: Nelson Cruz. Because that's age. just crazy. Yeah. The man's yeah. 40.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Ah, uh, I mean, like CC's retired, and like wasn't <laughs> the guy he used to be when he retired. And Nelson Cruz obviously isn't speedy, but like, holy shit, how how is he still hitting all these home runs? I think hitting uh, home runs speedy. must be easier than we thought it was.
1: It's the oh, only solution for sure. Like it, that's to some degree, yeah. Like right, like it, you just have to be able to luck into it. That's the whole deal.
0: Uh, uh yeah, I mean look look at how successful Byron Buxton's career has been.
1: <laughs> uh that's only a lot of funny.
0: Hey, if Tyler Wade can have two home runs this season, you and I could like get one combined between the two of us over the course of like 500 plate appearances each.
1: Uh do you want to put money on that? No.
0: Actually, <laughs> yes, because Sorry. then I that means that it has to happen and I want to do that.
1: <laughs> All right. I'm board. Oh,
0: excuse me. You hear that, Major League Baseball? Give us plate appearances.
1: I, I don't see how anyone listening could look at that and say anything other than, yeah, no. We should give those two random dudes all of the plate appearances.
0: Well, see, you would get at least a look because you're so tall. They'd look at me and go, what is this guy pretending to do here? No, see... I I think it's the exact
1: other way around because like if we're out here talking about hitting home runs, they're going to look at you and be like, yeah, like that dude could hit a home run. I would take off my sweatshirt and they'd be like, sir, if you swing that back, you're going to shatter.
0: All right. Now, here's how it would go. We would walk on the field and someone up in, in, uh, in one of the suites would look down and go like, what's that? Pitcher and dude from the analytics department doing in the batter's box.
1: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then we all got set.
0: Yeah, yeah, and then and then we'd strike out a lot. But anyway, uh, in in other uh, non-random MLB talk, be uh, announced its playoff format. Um, so here's how it's going to go. It's a lot of baseball, so buckle up. Uh, Tuesday, September 29th will be the AL wildcard games A, B, C, and D, in which, um, in the A game, what is one verse eight, B game is two verse seven. These are seeds, these numbers. Uh, the C game, three verse six, and the D game, four verse five. Uh, and then, uh, game two of that series will be on September 30th, and then game three, if necessary, will be October 1st, which is also when game. Two of the NL Wildcard series will be happening with Game 1, because I missed it, sorry about that, being on Wednesday, September 30th. So September September 29th through October 1st, holy shit, is that a lot of baseball. Uh, and then we move into the DS series, which will be best of five as usual, and then it all kind of continues on from there, uh, as you would expect. The ALDS taking place in San Diego and Los Angeles. The NLDS is taking place in Houston and Arlington, with the ALCS being in San Diego, the NLDS, NLCS being in Arlington, and then eventually the World Series in Arlington. So after you get past the massive quantity of baseball that will be happening from the 29th to to the 1st, it all seems pretty normal, except because there is no travel this year, since all the sites are being done or um, are, are, are all neutral sites, um, there won't be any reason to have a day off so that, you know, the Dodgers to would usually get a day off to like go to, um, I don't want to say New York because the Mets aren't making it. Uh, <laughs> uh, Atlanta, you know, because at least one game would have to, have to be played in Atlanta. If you're doing a best of five, two games in, in LA and then, in theory, two games in Atlanta, and then if it went to five, one game back in Los Angeles. And that would have in it travel days between the cities. Even if it was gonna be Atlanta versus Philadelphia, you'd still have travel days. Um, uh, just so that you're not sweating over like putting all your shit on a bus and driving it over. You MLB allots you that time, which is important not just for travel, but also for pitcher. Pitchers, Jesus. Um So I guess I'll turn it over to you here at this point. Uh, What do you think of the fact that there will not be any days off for any of the playoff series?
1: This is going to get, like, this is fucked, right? Like, someone's going to get seriously hurt because of this, right? Or, like, this is going to lead to some crazy situation where guys are just absolutely just gassed and... I just I feel like it's going to lead to pitchers getting hurt. It's going to lead to either offenses struggling a lot because you know sluggers are gassed or it's going to be crazy because pitchers are so significantly more gassed because there's no off days that like guys are going to get hurt and they're just going to get the absolute shit beat out of them. I don't know, but I I can't imagine this is health-wise the best way to do this
0: yeah uh, so, so there firstly there is certainly that because you build in the fact that this is the playoffs and it's not like you know there are games like labor torres isn't in the lineup again for the yankees tonight and that's annoying because if he's not healthy if he is hurt enough to not be playing put him on the eye on the il so you can call up somebody else um And if he's not hurt enough that he's not put on the I.L., play him. And the Yankees are being cautious because they have the ability to, based on the standings and where we are in the season, that they're going to give him days off. That doesn't exist in this format. Um, So in that respect, yeah, like you're going to get a lot of dudes who are fringe- play versus il candidates who aren't going to get the luxury of an off day because it's not like we're we got two weeks of the, no no it is the playoffs like it is happening now um i i would pick for myself though the biggest the bigger concern just being starting pitching and not from a health perspective just from a, from a strategy perspective because if you have all right so let's let's take the the uh, the nlds for example all right so you pitch Kirsch game one, okay? So Mm -hmm. you pitch Kirsch game one, you pitch uh, Bueller game two, and then you get an off day. And then game three, you throw out there. fucking, I don't know the rotation well enough, uh, Dustin May. And then game four comes around and you've had game two off, an off day, game three off, and you could in theory, if you needed to rush it, put Kirsch out there. And let's, you know what, fuck it. Let's say you you, you don't want to rush it. So someone else pitches, Dodgers pitcher number four, uh, Julio Urias, somebody. And then game five pitch, uh, Kersh would get a pitch on normal rest, right? Game five would be right. Kersh's right. normal rest day. In this scenario, there is not, sorry, there is a day off. But in the scenario, the MLB is presenting to us. That's not even an option. This is how it's going to be. There is not that day off, meaning that in the in the DS series, that's it. You get one start. No starting pitchers going twice. There's no start your best pitcher game one, so you can get them back on normal rest for game five. That's it. If they if they pitch game one, unless you want to squeeze a second start out of them for game five, which would be a pretty uh, a pretty sizable risk this year, since uh, ALDS sorry NLDS Game Five, if necessary, is October 10th, and then NLCS Game One is October 12th. So it's not like there's a huge chunk of time between the two of them. Like if that happens, you get one off day, the 11th, and then you're back at it. Um, you're 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 hosed. And with especially just because I'm talking about Kirsch, if you pick a guy like Kirsch, you know, in his mid thirties at this point, back problems doesn't. I don't think you'd want to rush that guy. It, it's going to affect everything. And then you get into the World Series, and it's the same. It's the same problem. There is weirdly one off day in the World Series. I will say Monday, October twenty sixth, which would be, uh, which is between Game Five and Game Six. For some reason, there's no game scheduled that day, so they. Either had the forethought to give an off day in the World Series, or they didn't want to compete with Monday Night Football. Uh, but outside of it honestly
1: that, makes the most sense.
0: I, yeah, I I would guess. Um, how do you how do you orchestrate your starting pitching? Because come Game Six of this year's World Series, there will have been one single off day when there's usually two, and and th- that's gonna fuck your rotation.
1: Yeah. Oh, God. Why does MLB just, I feel like we will say, oh, like they shot themselves in the foot. Like, no, like they're tying an explosive to their ankles and just saying, hey, let's see what the fuck happens. It's like, what do you expect to happen? Are you kidding me? Yeah,
0: the the thing that's it's so fucking weird about this is that it's usually a lot of rule changes that like, will make fans upset but players will be like it is what it is about you know like like right. Brian Cashman of the Yankees is looking at the runner starting on second base in extra innings and going i get it like they want to get the the games over with quickly this year like you know they told us about it it, it i don't think this is going to last like i wouldn't i'm not going to worry about it it is what it is um this is very different This is this is the playoffs. Like this matters a lot, and it matters to teams, especially because the MLB did not tell them about this beforehand. And you could have sat there and go, like, oh, well, they were playing at one stadium the whole time. They should have assumed no travel days. Like, why would you assume that the MLB is going to take away days off? You can call them travel days all you want, but the way that teams look at that is they go, those are built-in days off that we use to give rest to players and schedule out our starting pitching. And the fact that they didn't tell them about that ahead of time, aka pre-trade deadline, I'm sure is having a lot of playoff teams really fucking annoyed because maybe they would have gotten more pitching. Like it also helps you reset your bullpen. You know, if you're running if you ran five pitchers, your five like a starter and then four of your best relievers in game two to hang on to a lead. That's all right. It is what it is because game the next day is an off day. And then in theory, you should have mostly everybody back for game three. After you have that day off, you don't get that. If you burn like four of your best pitchers in one game to try to hang on to a lead in game two, guess what? Fuck you. Game three, right around the corner.
1: Yeah. I, Again, like this just comes back to just how fucking batshit insane MLB is when it comes to all this. What are they thinking? Like, what other league would pull something like this?
0: I, I, oh my God. What other league wouldn't have the owners and, or sorry, maybe not the owners, the GMs be heavily involved in this decision?
1: The owners would absolutely be involved with this in any other league. You think the M or uh, NBA or, NFL are gonna be making these kind of changes just willy-nilly.
0: I mean, it, it's mind-blowing lack of executive leadership at the end of the day. Sorry, my voice is cracking a lot. I've had a cough today. Wait, uh i to properly back
1: to Rob Manfred. Who would have thought?
0: I, I can't believe that like the owners are gonna to continue to be cool with him that seeing that he is so hated in the public eye and now he's kind of fucking with their gms and you know what if i am a team that's not competing i'm probably upset too because if i had traded away a reliever i probably could have gotten a better price if i knew that there was going to be no days off and that pitching was going to be a bigger priority for the playoffs this year and i i traded away a reliever uh like i think who traded one away Kansas City or somebody some non-competing team did trade away like a big time reliever and I want to say it was Kansas City uh,
1: they traded away uh, Trevor Rosenthal to the uh, Padres
0: that's what it was I'd have demanded a bigger price because yeah, you know what
1: absolutely.
0: The, the Padres probably would have figured out a way to pay it because yeah pitching is going to be a huge deal this playoffs it's mind-blowingly stupid the the way the MLB continues to choose to handle itself
1: Do you think when do you know? I don't know how contracts for commissioners work in MLB. Is this something where like Rob Manfred can get voted out? Can he get, um, like fired? Do we have to wait for his contract to expire? Like, what is the recourse for MLB teams with this? Oh
0: man, I couldn't even tell you. So, um, Rob Manfred has, oh, he just signed a five-year contract extension last year. Um, Wow. So he is on contract as the MLB commissioner through 2024. Via unanimous approval. Unanimous approval.
1: Unanimous.
0: From the MLB owners. Uh, That right
1: there just tells me all I need to know about this is a money decision. Rob Manfred made them money and that's how this decision got made.
0: Which because we have talked about.
1: No, go ahead. Otherwise like what what are you looking at co- competition wise that makes you think, "Oh yes, this makes the league better." This is making a better, more <sighs> enjoyable um product that's going to get fans to watch.
0: It it we talked about this on the podcast a few times. The MLB ownership seems to be the most short-sighted group of old white dudes on the planet, which I think is really saying something. Which, because if if you look at what the NBA does, and we've talked about the MLB compared to the NBA a lot because the NBA is significantly better run.
1: Well, Adam to be Silver, fair, I mean, if you're an old white dude, I'd just completely cut you off. I'll say my point after. Go ahead. No, no, no. no you, it's okay. Go ahead. Old white dudes, they get to be short sighted because they're old and white. Like, what are they going to do? Well, they're that's what I'm pass saying. Pass it down like, to somebody else. No oh,
0: fucking <laughs> way. Oh, true. They Really, I think they just want to just be stupid um, because they're rich enough to get to choose to be stupid.
1: It's their oldest pastime, being a fucking idiot.
0: But in, in terms of just being cold blooded and making themselves more money, if you look at what, how Adam Silver conducts himself, when I look at Rob Manfred, I see the voice of MLB ownership. And when I when I look at Adam Silver, I see a man who truly cares about what the players have to say. And that I think is the, truly the difference between these two leagues. Like the MLB commissioner, if he really cared more about what the players thought, I think you would see a better product on the field. You'd see happier players, you'd probably see better Promotion of these players, which is going to generate more revenue, and you'd be able to make decisions that that players would be happier with. And if the players are happy, I think you're going to end up getting more attention to your sport. And that's the thing: attention to your sport is something the MLB could desperately use. Instead of it always and not always negative, because goddamn it, the news for the MLB is always negative.
1: It's sad because. Guess what? I'm finally happy watching MLB baseball, and these guys are trying to fucking ruin it. <clears throat> oh, it is, not it even was... trying—they're ruining it. Yeah, like, this is yeah. this is just them being themselves.
0: And and they are terrible. Ugh. all right. Um, that's really I. Th- there's obviously always more things that can be talked about in the world of any sport. Um, baseball is rapidly approaching its playoff. Uh, I guess first playoff game. The first playoff game happens in 13 days. Can you believe that?
1: That's bullshit. Yeah, it's not bullshit. That's phenomenal. Uh, it's, it's crazy. It's bullshit that it, it's just this.
0: Yeah, I. Like, I we're can't in a wrap situation
1: where it. like it's already time for playoff baseball. Like, come on, this is this is the best. Not having to slog through 162 game season. I love it. Fuck you. (laughs) I need those games. Come on. I need
0: those games. Oh, I do want to, before we move on from baseball, shout out the best record in AL Chicago White Sox. I did this for you. You should be grateful. It's
1: true. Honestly, if there is a single person in all of baseball that I would chalk that up to, it's you.
0: I'm so proud of this team, and it's like not even my main team. I bought a hat i'm 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 really? I'm going in, yeah, it's really the Padre. Cool.
1: I've been meaning to buy a Padre's cap for fucking ever, and uh, they are completely sold out online, wow, good for them, like it's been weeks. it's been since like two weeks the last two weeks in August since then, they have yet to stock my size. <laughs> oh my God, that's crazy they like they have been down to like a singular size option. Forever. Weird.
0: That's very weird. All right, hold on, real quick, what's weirder? The fact that they don't have your size um, or the fact that the White Sox are only a game and a half back from being tied with the Dodgers?
1: Oh, it's definitely that because the Padres are the best team in baseball. Why wouldn't they be at least? Or no, I'm talking about the White Sox. Oh, the White Sox are that far back? Only that far oh, back?
0: A game and a half. Yeah, yeah. the Padres, by like the looks of it, games? are two and a half games back.
1: Okay. No, I'll sorry.
0: Sorry, three. No. It might two be and three a and a half because they
1: lost to him last night. Uh, I'm always so bad at doing this. I think it was two and a half going into the series, and they've traded games so far, and there's one going on right now. So two and a half actually would make sense. Well, all right, let's say three and a half because they are not winning today.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All all right,
1: they're down seven one. It's not. It's not looking good.
0: Maybe let's see if they got a rally in their bones. Uh, If there's
1: any team that can do it,
0: it's the White Sox. Damn. All right. Anyway, uh, we can move on from
1: baseball unless you have anything else to get out before we move Um, on. Fernando Tatis stopped hitting homers, and that makes me sad. But at the same time, he'll be back. I believe that's it. I yeah, that's all I got to say.
0: Yeah, I, w- I wouldn't, I wouldn't doubt him. Um, all right, so there's not so the NFL season started, and there's not, I don't think, enough for us to really say. We obviously talked about it uh, when there was only one game, and now I'm here sitting here telling you there's not enough to really talk about yet, but the reality is when there's more than one game that actually makes it tougher. Um, So I'm not really going to say there's too, too much yet. Everything seems to be, uh, you know, just kind of settling in. However, uh, there's already reports of a desired trade coming out of Chicago following their, oh my God, how did you win that game? Um, Allen Robinson wants out. Uh, The star wide receiver is has been one of the bright spots on that team, The one of the sole bright spots on that team for the last three seasons after having been one of the sole bright spots on the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, he has never played with a good quarterback, and it seems like it's finally getting to him, and he wants to be moved. Um, what do you think about it, Corwin?
1: Uh, I mean, I hope to all that is holy that he's able to do it because, goddamn, like he needs... More than anyone, he needs to get out of his situation. He's never had a quarterback in any level of football. I mean, God, I love Christian Hackenberg, but, man, he he showed his worth uh, time and time again, and it was great. Blake Bortles, same thing. Love the guy. Not a great quarterback. And Mitch Trubisky, can't say I love him, and he's probably the worst of the bunch. Um, I hope he is able to get out, not because I love hating on the bears, which I do, but because he deserves it as a player. Um, I don't think they'll trade him because that would basically just be them completely giving in on the season and giving up on both Trubisky and, um, oh what's his face? Big Dick, Nick, Nick Foles. Uh, yeah. I hate that. That's how I have to remember his name. Um. I love it. <laughs> and I just don't think they'd be willing to bite that bullet so early, uh, which means they're going to be stuck, w- or he's going to be stuck in Chicago, and they are not going to get anything back in return because he's going to walk in free agency. So that's that.
0: Well, see, and, and that's the part of it where, and you know, we've talked about this before too, with the whole like Bryce Harper analogy thing, Look, man, Chicago ain't winning this year. And it's, it's not even me trying to rag on them. Like, like Green Bay looked phenomenal the other day. Like, as there's, there's no chance Chicago takes this division. There's just no chance. And if you could get literally anything back for a player in their contract year when they are not going to resign with you, yeah, trade them. Get them out of there. Set Allen Robinson free.
1: I just, I hate that it's, I hate that it's at a point where front offices and owners will just turn a blind eye to what the smart decision would be, both financially and team wise, because of the image that they need to portray to fans. Which, to be fair, overarching you know grand scheme of things maybe that brings in more run more money but at the same time floundering for years like jacksonville is doing that's not getting any money in for that team actually making smart decisions and building a team sure like fans probably won't buy as much merch or go to as many games while you're rebuilding but guess what you are putting yourself in a position to make a you know contending team and guess what's going to bring in money contending for a championship.
0: And this is the thing I don't get is like, you don't, I'm not even, we're not even sitting here saying that like the bears need to tank, you know, we're, we're not sitting here saying you need to go be bad and trade away all your good players. We're saying like, there are moves you can make during the course of a season that might look like you're not trying or 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 look like you don't believe in the team but are better for you in the long run and you should put de- aside your stupid fucking feelings and just do that yeah, sitting there and feelings. sitting there and saying like we don't want to trade Allen Robinson like this is my imaginary owner voice um, for the Bears like you know we don't want to make any trades we want to I know I believe in this coach I believe in this GM like they're putting a good product out in the field things are going to come together real soon like we think we have a real shot at competing this year and we don't want to give up on that like you know uh, we have full faith in Mitch Trubisky blah 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 what that amounts to is I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings that's stupid and that's yeah that's a terrible way of running a team
1: there's no other way to say that that's stupid
0: hurt their feelings go hurt them that's what you should do that is the one thing baseball actually does well mlb doesn't give a fuck about your feelings and it helps make good teams good That is the one thing I will say. MLB does well. They do. They run it like a business, and they make it very clear. And that actually gives more agency to the players a lot of the times when it comes to contract talks, because the players don't usually feel that bad about holding out to make sure that they get a good contract. So I, uh, and and it's we're getting better with that with the NFL. Um, uh,
1: Man, but surely.
0: Slowly but surely, it's getting a lot less stigmatized and being used a lot more, which players absolutely should be doing. Uh, so good on them. But man, and, and I guess this segues nicely, although it's a little bit shorter of a conversation than I expected on the Allen Robinson front. Trade him away uh, to to the
1: Jets. And wait, wait. Before in- we move on to the Jets, go ahead. Go where ahead. where would be the dream landing spot in reality for Alan Robinson?
0: Genuinely speaking, the Jets do make a lot of sense. There's, they have cap space to assume the entirety of his contract, and they have excess number of picks heading into the next draft, so they could probably part with, you know, like a third. Hell, maybe I wouldn't. I wouldn't personally give up a second for him, but they could and not feel that bad about it based on how much capital they have. Um, again, I wouldn't, but they 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 could. Um, in terms of teams that have a better chance of competing and could use it. Maybe Houston. Hmm.
1: Yeah, I know. mean, what, they what do really do need a uh, a top tier, you know, wide receiver, and they're hard to get. So I don't know what their options are. Um, it's hard to even make jokes about it because it's just like it. It's just so depressing. Um, I think seeing him up in Green Bay would be phenomenal. I was thinking the same thing, but I also
0: don't I would, think they would trade him there.
1: I would love I don't think so either, but I would love to see him in Green Bay. That's
0: No, I all right, I'm going to make my actual prediction. You ready? Yeah. They're going to trade him to the Rams for four first-round picks and then the Rams are going to sign him to an extension worth 150 million dollars.
1: Well, shit, that just makes sense.
0: Based based on recent history, I I I I can't see anything wrong with this.
1: Yeah, no. Like that's shit, man. How'd you come up with that?
0: Oh, it—I it, mean, it's really easy. I thought of the stupidest thing someone could do, and 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 then did it. Like you know, like that's what you got to do because you know what's going to happen is you know Alan Robinson's not going to be great when he gets there. You know, he's going to average like two catches a game for like six yards. But you're going to look at him, and you're going to go, well, I traded for him, so I should really extend him and then give him like as much money as you could possibly write on the check.
1: <laughs> oh, gross. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that sounds a bit accurate. Uh, I mean, I
0: guess we'll see The as of, as it stands right now, I believe the bears have come out and said like, we don't intend on trading Alan Robinson. Like, you know, we believe in this team. Yeah. Basically like what I just pretended to say, I believe is what they actually said, but mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, we'll see. But uh, are you ready to talk about the jets? Yes. All right. I, I suffered through their game on Sunday. Um, it was bad. It was so incredibly bad. And now, look, I can sit here and tell you, uh, Darnold didn't play well. He didn't. I can sit there and tell you the offensive line didn't play well. They didn't. And sit there and tell you Le'Veon Bell didn't play well. He didn't. The did quarterbacks play? didn't play well. He did. <laughs> um, it, it didn't go well. Uh, I can sit here and tell you all of the individual players and units of players that did not play well, and you will be correct. None of them played well. What I want to talk about is Adam Gase, the head coach. Oh, my God. This is pathetic. Genuinely, genuinely pathetic. He is hamstringing this team like nothing I've ever seen. I can't think of a pass Darnold made in the first half that went more than eight yards. I've never seen anything. And this kid came into the league. Everyone talking about how he was like, kind of like a Favre style guy, a bit of a gunslinger. Where is that? Where is, if that's his strength and he just needs to refine it, then do that. Instead, they're have, they're turning him into Alex Smith, which is, which is fine. That's not why we drafted him. That's not, Alex Smith's max potential is being the dink and dunk guy who's going to move down the field, and they built their team accordingly. That's not how this team is even built. It's mind-blowing. It's ridiculous. And it gets to a point where, where it's, just, it's just hurting the kid beyond what he needs. And, and you know, the fact that, that they're not letting him air out the ball and figuring out what went wrong with it if something were to go wrong, afterwards it feels like a colossal disservice i mean the game at one point the jets were down i don't know like 17-10 or some shit like that like the game w- was not going well but somehow the score was within reach and it's like the it's like the late third quarter and Darnold's just throwing like like slant route and and and, and wide receiver screen passes and i'm looking at it like you need to fucking score like you're in your own 15. The slant passes and, 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 and like little up the middle seam routes for like four yards aren't doing you any good. You need to actually try. And I can't, and this is again, the Jets ownership came out today of all days and said, We believe in Adam Gase. We, we think of him as an offensive genius. We think he, They'll be able to put this together at the same time saying there is no playoff mandate, which riddle me fucking that one. If you're going to say he's an offensive genius and this team should be good and you got to hurt his feelings. You shouldn't have hired him in the first place. You did so solely because Peyton Manning called you and told you to, and you're so infatuated with Mr. Fivehead, a.k.a. Dr. Papa John, that you just couldn't fucking say no and just chortled his balls while saying, yes, we'll do whatever you say, Mr. Manning, and and hired a fucking dope. And now, after going one and seven in your first eight games last year, you drop and I hate to call a week one game must win, but you dropped a game against a team you so could have beat. Despite all of the failings, the Jets were actually score-wise in that game the whole time. And instead of putting together any semblance of competent offensive strategy, they, they flopped. They absolutely flopped. And we can sit here and say, maybe a Le'Veon Bell's washed up. Maybe he is. At the same time, I think he probably should have played better. I think, I think there's a better player within Le'Veon Bell that's getting absolutely f- fucked by the coaching staff. Darnold should have played better. Absolutely he should have. lot of incompletes, not a good look, a lot of really bad decisions being made. But at the same time, he should be in a, in a scheme that's better conducive towards his skill sets, and he's, he's not in one. He is very clearly trying his best to do what the coaches told him to and not actively leading an offense the way someone would if the offense was built around them like it's it is abhorrently obvious to a guy like me who cannot x's and o's up a field for you and i'm sitting there and i'm seeing the bad coaching this is awful and the fact that the that jets ownership is willing to just be like Basically, what Jets ownership is saying is, well, we bought this team as an investment, and usually our other investments don't complain, so we're just going to ignore this and keep making money. And and it's just a gigantic middle finger. I don't get it. You would be better off winning games. Our GM, I still think, is genuinely good. The coach uh, yeah. oh, has yeah. to Absolutely.
1: go. This I don't get this it. should have nothing against your GM right now. Nothing. Adam Gase is just a black hole of talent.
0: I it, it it's infuriating because like I got so excited going into the season because of all of Joe Douglas's moves. Like he he made a lot of really savvy good moves. And yeah, I know like um Jamal Adams played well in Seattle yesterday. Marcus May played phenomenally. Um and and he showed that like yeah, take the two first round picks like like, he, he, I haven't disagreed, really, with almost anything Joe Douglas has done. And somehow we are looking just as bad as we did last year with what I will once again say is an improved team. And maybe they do turn it around because of the lack of uh, preseason games. Okay, sure. At the same time, the leash needs to be short. Mm-hmm. The Jets have never fired anybody midseason no head coach has ever been fired from the jets midseason we are a bad franchise and i genuinely think that's part of the reason
1: i i agree i would absolutely agree with that point itself um man it's just it's tough to look at what they're doing and say that anything is inspiring any hope like, they need to just look themselves in the mirror and realize that ownership, the Johnson brothers, they're the shit that's fucking this up. They are making these poor decisions consistently. Is the one still a fucking ambassador overseas in, like, Ireland or something? Um, uh,
0: in- The UK, I think specifically England... Y- oh i don't know i want to say yes but i know he also came under fire relatively recently for
1: allegedly using the n-word which uh wouldn't surprise me at all nope um fucking a dude i just they kill me i just they have the ability to do shit and they have the ability to attract talent and they make draft picks that Look good on paper every year, and just nothing happens so I, don't know. He, here, I know you he, are infinitely more excuse me more frustrated with them than I am. It's just well, they shouldn't be in this situation here Here's the other thing that drives me
0: fucking bananas about this whole situation is when a baseball team is bad, what yeah. the team does is they start playing a lot of dudes you've never fucking heard of that are sitting in their minor minor leagues to try to see if those players are worth anything. They're trying to see if they're good enough to start every day and can be a part of that organization's future. And if they're not, they're going to see if they're good enough on a major league level that they can be traded for somebody who might be. Basically, what they're doing is they're throwing it all out the wall and figuring out what works and taking that in stride to build a better team for the future. The Jets could do that. The Jets could get really weird with the offense. Start going for it on fourth down a lot. Try getting more creative on some long shot plays. Stop running the ball as much, or at least if you're going to do it, do it with more style and panache to try to make something happen. And if something ends up working for you, like if you know double switching on 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 a running back option actually helps you out because of how your offensive line reacts to that, cool, that's something you can start doing. Instead, they're playing this conservative offense like, 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 it's, like it's Brady and Belichick, you know, where it's like Brady's always going to find the dude who's open for six yards. It's infuriating, but he's always there somehow due to Belichick's scheming and Brady's ability to go through his reads well. And they're not that team. And it's crazy that that's how they're playing it. Because if you think you're good, go do the things well that you do well. And if you think you're not going to be good, go try weird stuff and see how you can improve. Instead, they're playing conservative when they're not good enough to do it. And I don't know how that's a winning strategy for you. And this is something I think we see a lot throughout football because of the bizarro nature of head coaching in football. Um, for instance, how does Matt Patricia still have a head coaching job when Eric Biennemi doesn't? Um,
1: and I think, I think Eric Biennemi could have a job if he wanted one.
0: I think the Jets should hire him immediately.
1: Yeah, I mean, they interviewed him and chose Gase instead, so... Because
0: Dr. Dr. Papa John, Mr. State Farm, uh, called him up and, and, and said, Y'all hi, my boy? And they said, oh, yeah. yeah.
1: Is that is that how that conversation went? Basically, yeah.
0: Peyton Manning, deep Louisiana accent.
1: He doesn't. For he reference. does not, not even no. close. No, he doesn't.
0: Ah, uh, all right. I think I have to end my tangent or my 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 rant. But it is deeply upsetting and it makes me want to die. So
1: ooh, that's uh both tough to hear and also extremely understandable.
0: And our next game is against San Francisco, and it's like, and and San Francisco just lost, so they're looking for like revenge. And I'm just sitting there, like like that Nelson from uh from from The Simpsons meme.
1: We are in danger.
0: yeah
1: yeah oh man
0: ah ralph damn it nelson's the bullet don't don't report me to super nintendo chalmers
1: hi super nintendo chalmers
0: yo that line fucking had me rolling when i first heard it
1: oh it's Um, fucking phenomenal that show like early seasons of that show are nearly unmatched they are so fucking funny so good So, so 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 good
0: um yeah. So anyway, there, there there's other NFL stuff that is happening. Um, this is a gloss over of headlines, and there's no other real as fun. We do. <laughs> yeah, you know, general glossing. Uh, yeah, there's no other real fun headlines to get into. So, figure, fuck it. Um, let's talk about <laughs> very briefly because of our limited knowledge. The Clippers got eliminated in the NBA playoffs by by the denver nuggets and you if you've been listening to this show core and i don't talk about the nba very frequently in terms of what is actually happening there because we don't watch much but no, i this, cannot tell
1: you but actually i did watch a basketball game for the first time this year uh what game? our buddy our buddy ethan was over and uh it was the rockets Against whatever team the Rockets are playing in the round where they got knocked out. Probably the Lakers. Maybe the team before them. I don't remember. But I, I watched think it was a game. And I kinda knew some stuff that happened.
0: Uh I saw a lot of Houston fans be salty, and while I enjoy their salts, I have no true comments on their team. <laughs> um ooh, but I, I will say, uh the, the Lakers or sorry, the Clippers. This is impressive. (laughs) I mean, this is really impressive at how bad one can choke. Cause like when, when the Warriors blew the three, one series lead to the Cavs, they didn't blow a, a a three, one series lead to like some upstart team. They lost, they blew a three, one lead to literal actual LeBron James, um, Kyrie Irving and Kevin Love and a few other dudes who, like, are names in the NBA. Uh, LeBron and James it, being... It was the
1: first time it ever happened.
0: Right. Right. Uh, I mean, we're looking... We're looking at last year's finals, like, MVP, Kawhi Leonard. We're looking at a very heavily invested in um, Paul George and others who got knocked out by... A team I cannot name you a player off of.
1: Ooh, I can name two: uh, Jamal Murray and Nikola Jokic. Oh, I'm, I, those I, I are do two know guys guy. who are good at basketball, and I see their names on Twitter a lot.
0: Now, um, yeah, now that you say it, I do know Nikola Jokic. Jokic, Joe Kick or Joe Kitch?
1: Yes, I, I don't
0: know. That, I mean that wor- that works for me. Um, and, and so anyway, the fact that they lost is embarrassing, um, but also has, has raised a very funny point, um, which is the Paul George trade. Um, and I thought this would be fun to at least do, um, a revisit of in passing just because of how comically much they gave up for him. Now,
1: I have it in front of me. Corbin, you do not recall what they gave up, correct? No, and I specifically asked Josh not to spoil it so I could go in blind.
0: Okay. So, oh, it's a doozy. Like, looking at it, like, hurts. Um, Wow. Okay. All right, let's get into it. So, the the Clippers acquired, Paul George, from the uh, Oklahoma City Thunder. The Thunder... Acquired in return a player by the name of Shai Gilgis-Alexander, a player by the name of Danilo Gallinari. They also acquired the Clippers 2022 first-round pick, the Clippers 2024 first-round pick, the Clippers 2026 first-round pick, the Miami Heat's 2021 first-round pick, The Miami heat's 2023 first round pick lottery protected. I don't know what that means. Uh,
1: basically if the team whose pick it was lands in like the lottery, which is like the top eight draft picks who all have a chance to, you know, get the top overall pick, uh, they get to retain it and it it becomes like another first the next year. Usually.
0: Gotcha. Uh, So that's the Miami 2023 first round pick, lottery protected. The Clippers 2023 first round pick with a right to swap picks. And finally, the Clippers 2025 first round pick with a right to swap picks. So altogether, they own the Clippers first round picks for the 2022, 23, 24, 25, and 26 season, in addition to the Heat's. 2021, and 2023 first-round picks and got two players.
1: So how many first-round picks total?
0: Seven. They got seven first-round picks between 2021 and 2026.
1: I just... I don't know how you as a franchise can look at a singular player and say that is worth seven first round picks.
0: What? Oh. I my god. I I know, man. I know. And the thing to me about it is this is also the cockiest trade in the world because you're assuming that your playoff window is going to be until 2026. Like, imagine 2026, six years from now. Real quick, Paul George is 30. Like, he, he, there is a non-zero chance that he is done with basketball in 2026. And you're going to be sitting there, dick in hand, wondering where your first round pick is as the Clippers slide to last in the NBA because you can't acquire good talent From the draft, which is the cheapest and easiest way of acquiring good talent when you're bad, it's it's cocky as fuck to assume that you will not need those picks.
1: No, no, no. Come twenty twenty six. Cocky is usually described for someone who like has the confidence in their skill. There's no skill with this. That's just fucking stupid. There's no intelligence with that. I refuse to accept that that is anything short of just blatant incoherent stupidity.
0: I uh, I know.
1: So so I would real... Josh, we don't know enough about these players to like make honest to god opinionated, you know, statements. I'm going to tell you. This is just like a value perspective in general sports.
0: Oh yeah, that's exactly why 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 we're even talking about this because this is bullshit insane from a sports perspective. So real quick, just to uh, cap cap it off, uh, Shea Gilgis Alexander, um, one of the the two players acquired by OKC in the trade, um, uh, point guard, and is just finished his age twenty one season. So a nice young dude, um, and then and then D'Nio. Da- Gallinari, uh, third thirty-one, so more Paul George's age. Um, in Paul George's first season for the for the Clippers, he played in forty-eight games. Shane, sorry, shy shy Gilgis Alexander played in seventy games for the for the the OKC for OKC Thunder, and and, and Danilo Gallinari played in sixty-two games. So already, in terms of just being on the court, uh, Paul George not looking great, uh, and then looking at their actual stats. Wait, wait. Okay. Uh, Paul George's points, I'm assuming this is per game because there's no way this is overall. Uh, 19. Sorry, not 19. uh, 20. uh, Shea Gilgis-Alexander, 19. And then Daniil Gallardi, 18.7. Oh sorry, Paul George, twenty one point five. So really only slightly better, I would think. He's a single layup and a half better than, than Shy and and a, a single three pointer better than than Danio. And at, at this point, does it matter?
1: Uh no, because that like fuck, my mic keeps falling over. Oh, this is ugly. Oh. Bad luck for professional podcasters. Um which we are not. It doesn't matter like how close they are, like when it comes down to the semantics of like a handful of points a game. Paul George cannot add that much value to your team. Granted, this is the NBA where individual superstar players are worth more because it's a bigger impact on the five-man starting rotation for a team sure, but god like again i just want to reiterate i don't know if there's any sport where seven first excuse me seven first round picks would make sense so interestingly enough uh basketball
0: reference the basketball version of baseball reference uh run by um the wonderful people at i think they rebranded to Stathead is like the um overarching entity now that runs all of the different sport reference pages uh anyway uh they have a metric for basketball called win shares which is an estimate of number of the number of wins contributed by a player so it's basically basketball war uh paul george 4.8 shy gilders alexander 6.1 and Daniel Gayanari, six point three uh, for the 2019-2020 season. So yeah, like not only even if his was double theirs, like he, if his was theirs put together, would this be a bad trade? But like the fact of the matter is it doesn't it doesn't even, it didn't even work out for them in the first place. like like even even if they just traded like two first round picks I, I i I guess it looks good that they tried and two first round picks, I'm sure is much easier to swallow than seven, but like There's no world where giving up that much capital. Man, also, anything can go wrong in sports. It's so easy for things to go wrong in sports. Why would you hedge that much of your future on today's success? You should uh, not. Mind-blowingly stupid. So, uh, (sighs) fuck the Clippers. will they learn? Well, they got six years to figure it out. Oh man. Oh god. Disappointing. Um was there anything else we had?
1: Uh duh, 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 I guess not. Yeah, I guess so. Um
0: the Dallas Stars are in the NHL finals. Which seems so weird. Yeah, that is confusing. Um I I'll don't take- care.
1: I'll take shit. I never would put money on in a thousand years to start the season for twelve hundred, Alex. It's not that that they were even like. It's not that they were they were even like
0: bad. It's just they were never like in the conversation whenever it came to like teams that are going to make the Stanley Cup Finals this year. Like,
1: right? Like they just kind of they've always been above average. They've always been good enough to like be like a team that'll probably make the playoffs on the fringe, but like I don't think anyone would ever look at that and say yes this is a championship contender or at least if everything goes right they can be a championship contender i think even that was like "Eh." yeah and
0: uh their competition for them so far has yet to be determined as it is going to be one of tampa bay or uh new york islanders uh, they are playing game six tomorrow, um, I believe, Friday. We're recording this on Wednesday, so saying tomorrow seems kind of weird. Um, oh, actually, no, I think they're playing on a Thursday. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Uh, so the next time we have a show, we'll be able to say with a little bit more confidence who is in the Stanley Cup Finals. And we'll, we'll, we'll definitely know But come, come Sunday. Uh, but I think no matter what, no matter if it's, Dallas-New York or Dallas-Tampa, it's going to be a really weird year for the Stanley Cup Final, and I am excited about it. I think it's going to be oh, fun. Yeah.
1: I mean, I really hope the Islanders get it just because I think that would be way funnier than if it was Fuck you. Tampa Bay. Fuck you. Why?
0: Fuck the Islanders. Oh,
1: uh, they that, Is that the uh, first-round pick for next year? Oh, I didn't even think about that. No, I just really don't like the Islanders. Yeah, all right, that's fair. I mean, that would be like you wanting the caps to win cuz you want to see Obi win it or something like that. Which is fine, I get it. I just Tampa Bay like yeah, they're a great team. I just don't care for them in any capacity. I've never see, like watched Tampa Bay play in a game where I don't have any skin and just be like, "Yes, I would love to see them win this game."
0: Uh, I actually really like Tampa because they keep taking a bunch of our players, so it's like rooting for a different Rangers team.
1: Touche. They have uh, like yeah, I
0: just... like uh, like they have like twenty five range. It's just they're all Rangers. Plus, like you know, Stevie Y was like the easiest dude to root for.
1: Oh well, you know, sure, why not? Everyone I likes Stevie Y. So. So I can't say.
0: Yeah, yeah, we did not grow up on, on good Detroit teams. Uh, I guess we kind of did, but I don't really remember them. Um, doesn't matter. So I, that's the only other thing I could think of that's really happening. Uh,
1: unless you got anything? Uh, Not that I can think of off the top of my head, at least. All right. I don't well, know. Then, yeah, I don't know.
0: Well, if you think of anything, man, we record twice a week, so we can come <laughs> up again later. Two Touche. Alright, if you want to follow the show on Twitter, you can do so at JuicingPod. If you want to hit us up via email, you can do so at JuicingTheNumbers at gmail.com. And until Monday, y'all have a good one. Bye.